When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Sunday Showcase, highlighting some of the best audio storytelling found anywhere. All right here on the Mutual Audio Network. The following audio drama is rated PG for parental guidance. Welcome back to Mutual Presents. I'm Jack Ward with my navigator, Ensign Penny the Cat. This week, we got up in our Mutual Flyer to get to space to welcome in another classic old-time radio show in the Presents lineup. This time, it's the very first anthology science fiction series on radio, 2000+. And our double feature today includes The Men from Mars and When the Machines Went Mad. So wind back those clocks and warp back in time with Penny and I as we begin. impossible in the world of tomorrow. Let us go into the future, into the years beyond 2000 AD. Science fiction adventures in the world of tomorrow. 2000 plus. Today, the men from Mars. started off as a perfectly ordinary day. The school bus on the jet number four had picked up Mickey and Dink, as usual, had whizzed them off to another tussle with higher education. The class in elementary operation of mathematical calculators, plus the class in early history of the first atomic era from 1938 to 1972, plus the warm spring weather, had the two boys in a dreamy, lazy mood by the time 1000 found them in the free research period in the school library. It was the voice on the intramural audio box that brought them out of their doldrums with a sharp snap. Take notes for a contemporary incident course. The International League of Planetary Scientists has just issued a statement that an exploratory expedition to Mars is very likely at some time in the near future. Professor H.D. White, presiding chairman of the League, has made public a statement that the existence of intelligent life on Mars in a form more or less like our own is highly probable. That is all until 1200 what kind of a near future is 150 years? Oh, it's easy enough to sit back and be content. People like you laughed at Christopher Columbus. Who was Christopher Columbus? You sure don't know your history. Christopher Columbus was the name of the first rocket ship to get to the moon way back in 1980. And people like you say they never do that. Ah, uh, the moon's real close. Well, I'm in no hurry to get Mars explored. No, Maybelle? Why not? Oh, I know what you mean, Dink. 
It could be pretty scary, those Martians. Their ears could be in their feet, and the eyes could be in the tops of their heads, and the mouths. For all I know, the mouths might be in the back of their necks. Oh, it, it just terrifies me. Eh, nothing to be scared of. Well, if you'll excuse me, I've got to get to my aerological class. Boy, we sure kidded her, didn't we? Oh, I wasn't kidding, Dink. Did you think I was kidding? Sure, I thought you were. Huh? You were kidding? No, I'd like to go to Mars. As a matter of fact, I'd like to go before the expedition does. I'd like to get there first. For what? For what? Wouldn't you like to be a hero, Dink? Wouldn't you like to go down in history? Yeah, yeah, I guess so, Mickey. Well, I'm just as glad, though, that there isn't anything we can do about it. Who says there isn't anything we can do about it? But we couldn't go to Mars, Mickey. Why not? Well, we haven't got a spaceship. We can get one. Huh? Here. Look at this in today's facsimile paper. Bargains, values, miracles. Don't buy a second-hand spaceship until you see Tillman's terrific values. A 2020 BG Venus Voyager, eight passenger, $900, like new. Huh. You see, we could just buy one. Except we haven't got $900. Thank goodness. Well, I got $60 I made last summer doing our job. And you got 45 But I'm saving that. Now, for... Wait a second. Listen to this. 1989 N2 Rocket Cat, three passengers, 8750 What could you expect? That's our boat. But Mickey... Mickey, it's bound to be a pile of junk. We can do a little work on it and put it in shape in no time. Besides, we'll have seventeen fifty to do it on. Mickey, do you want to go down in history detection? Yeah, but I'm a little uneasy about going up in an eighty-seven fifty spaceship. <laughs> Gee, I never thought we'd get the old crate home. How's it shaping up, Mickey? Oh, it's great. Did you get that atomic battery off the re-energizer down the fueling station? Oh, I got it right with me, Mick. Only Mick. Yeah? I feel a little shaky about it. And there's no sense pretending I don't. Oh, stop worrying. People have been doing this with old spacecraft for ages. Nah. Sure. Way back years ago, kids used to take second-hand rocket ships and do what they called, um, the souping them up. I learned about it in History 5. You mean they made space snorters that long ago? Sure. Only they call them hot rods. That's funny. I didn't know they did any space traveling way back then. They did some kind of traveling. I saw a picture of one of their crafts. Uh, they called it an aura bubble or... A what? Aura bibble or something like that. Oh, you mean an automobile. Yeah, that's it. Did they go through space in them? Where else could they have gone in them? Oh, I thought maybe they just traveled on the ground. Don't be silly. You use jet cars for traveling on the ground. That's right. Gee, Mickey, you're smart. Oh, you got to apply yourself, Dink. That's all. you got to apply yourself. Now, oh, we just give this baby a little test. Uh, hitch up that battery coil to the central explosion power. Right. There we are. Now, we throw the switch for a test. You ready? All set. How's that, Dink? That's terrific. Shall I try the retarding rocket? Go ahead. Dink, it looks like we're in business. Yep. Well, maybe next summer sometime we can cut out and take a stab at reaching Mars and then... Dink? Yeah? We're going to take that stab tomorrow night. Tomorrow night, maybe? Yes, sir. Tomorrow night. But, gee, we, we could get in a lot of trouble. What trouble? We might get picked up by the space patrol. People ain't allowed to go sizzling around in space without a permit. At least of all in a second-hand job like this. Dink? Yeah. Remember what my old man does for a living? Sure, he's a space cop, which would make it all the worse for you if he caught you. It would be plenty bad for me. But he's going to catch me. How can you keep him from it? I can find out where he's going to be and use a planet channel as far from there as possible. Do you think he'll tell you where he's going to be? Oh, he's going to, Dick. You just wait till tonight. <laughs> Anything in the facsimile paper. You're right, Pop. Anything to take up room. 
Pop, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Here comes some high-frequency scientist with a single-cell brain sounding off about how we should build defenses against an attack from Mars. <laughs> what a knock noodle. Always with a planet. Planet, planet. You're right, Pop. Yeah, they're all alike. Bunch of dreamers with loose bolts in their turrets. Planet travel, planet war, planet exploring. Go to hear these days, planets. You sure are right, Pop. Yep. Hey, how come I'm so right about everything tonight? Oh, well, I don't know, Pop. I, uh, I just happen to agree with you. Uh-huh. Well, stop agreeing with me and eat your egg planet. <laughs> you mean my egg plant? I mean, leave me alone so I can read my paper. <clears throat> uh, hey, Dad. Hmm? Those scientists think they know everything, don't they? Hmm. Now, you take Professor O'Leary at school, the one who teaches us astronomy. Mm. He's supposed to be the last word on how the interplanetary area is operated. And he says that the Space Patrol covers Celestial Channel 7 every night in the week. Huh? That's what he said. Who? Professor O'Leary. What a wise egg. It just so happens we don't touch Channel 7 but once a week. On uh, uh, Sunday night, sir, right? No, Tuesday night. You'd think a professor of astronomy would know better than that. I guess he had a shape mixed. If a person don't know, they ought to ask. That's the way I figure, Pop. That's just the way I figure. Hey, we did it. <laughs> We're on our way, Jim. You sure we won't run into the space patrol? Didn't I tell you I found out from my old man last night? Open your hat and come out. 
Who is that? Uh, I don't know. But I got a feeling we better do as we're told. Come out. Hey, Mickey? You heard me. Come out. Walk up on the platform in the light. Gosh, men from Mars. Are you from Mars? Yes, we are from Mars. Then you rocket smoke. What are you doing out here in space, Earthmen? We just thought we'd take a trip to Mars. Think means we just thought we'd uh, do a little joyriding. There is little joy for Earthmen who cruise outside their stratosphere. This is no man's land, Mickey Turner. Did you hear? Who knows your name? We know everything, Dick, Texas. Deeply. We are smart. We are very smart. Our brains are ten times the size of any man's on Earth. Remember what I told you, Dick? They got telepathic intelligence. They know what's in your mind before you open your mouth. Look, look, if that's what they're like, the Earth is sunk. The Earth is sunk, boys. We have come to observe your planet before the Martian expeditionary forces strike. It is too bad you had to cross our path. Well, well what are you going to do to us? Wait. Uh-oh. You're going to kill us. I'll bet you my new space suit. What do I need with a new space suit if they're going to kill us? Oh, Mick, we never should have started this. Now get hold of yourself, Dean. Don't let maximum panic anxiety create superego tension. Who's letting maximum panic anxiety create superego tension? Whatever happens, we we only tried to make ourselves a place in history, Dean. I wish I had a place at home under the bed. Uh, ma'am. Hey, yes, Mr. Martin, Your Honor, sir? We have come to a decision. Yes, sir? You are too insignificant for us to kill, too unimportant, too puny and worthless and stupid. Thank you, sir. That's the nicest thing anybody ever said to us. This time we are going to let you go. But if we ever lay eyes on you again, if, for instance, we observe you tomorrow night trespassing in this channel, we shall destroy you. We'll be good, sir. You would better. Or else we shall disintegrate you and use your energy to feed our rocket power. Oh, no, sir. Please, sir. Then watch your steps. Now get back in that obsolete spaceship of yours and close the hatch. Yes, sir. Come on, James. Hurry up. Come on, quick, before they can get over. Close the hatch, James. That was some trip down. You better close the hangar doors. We don't want anybody to see this space snorter. No, I guess we don't. I was just thinking, Mick. Yeah, I know. Were you thinking too? Uh-huh. Same thing as me? I guess so. What are we going to do? I don't know yet. We know something that nobody else in the world knows. Yeah. We know they're up there. We know they're getting ready to smash us to smithereens. I wish we'd have stayed home. Mm -hmm. But we didn't. And now we got to face the facts, then. I hate facts. Don't you, Mick? I never thought of it that way exactly. But I, I guess I do. If we tell, we got to also tell that we went up in the space order. My old man's going to raise supersonic blazes with me. Mine's going to blow the roof off. But still, we got to look at it like Earth citizens. We can't just keep our mouths shut and let the Martians take everybody by surprise. I guess we can't. Are you going to tell? I don't see any other way out. Maybe. Maybe they won't have time to raise blazes with us. Maybe they'll be too busy getting ready to fight them off. Maybe so. But somehow or other, I think my old man will find time. 
Becky, what are you giving me here? I tell you, we saw them. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Pop. Pop, you gotta believe me. Why do they look like these uh, Martians? Well, we didn't get a good look on account of the lights and all. Now, listen. You're trying to play on my sympathy with this tall story of yours. You think you could pull the wool over my eyes? Nah. I knew you bought that old crate. You did? Why, sure I did. Tillman told me just before I went on duty tonight. You think he's going to sell a jalopy like that to a space cop son without even reporting it? Oh, yeah, I never even thought of it. Oh, yes, you did. Probably didn't hit you until you was on your way back. So you make up a yarn to steer me off from giving you what you deserve. No, no, Pop, it ain't like that. They're there, Pop. They're up there spying. Mm. They're getting ready to take over the world. Oh, you gotta believe me. You gotta. Look, you might as well stop garbling. You'll get no allowance for a solid month, Mickey. And if I was Dink's father, I'd give him the same treatment. Oh, stop. Okay. Now, will you just sit down and let me tell you about the Martian? Mickey! She's dead. Won't you just sit down for a minute? No! You mention those Martians to me one more time, I'll see to it that you won't sit down for a week. But police think well, then I tell you they stopped us. They told us what they got in mind. Uh-huh. Well, now, look, Matt, I... You don't believe me, do you? You, uh, want an honest answer? No, I just want somebody to do something. To do something. Well, I'm going to do something. What? I'm going out to lunch. But, Professor Leary, nobody will listen to me. Of course I understand, boy. They were there. We talked to them. They told us. I'm sure you believe it implicitly, Mickey. Huh? This is a fairly commonplace symptom of the imaginative brain. You and Dink were all prepared to see Martians in Channel 7, and so you just projected them. Uh, but this can happen to the best of mine. And I'm sure yours is perfectly sound and healthy. Where are you going? I'm getting out of here while well, I've still got a mind left at all. And then what did they do, Mickey? Oh, what difference does it make me, Bill? Well, I'm just asking, Mickey. You, you mean you believe us? Of course I do. Hey, couldn't you persuade your daddy to take the patrol up tonight? What good would that do? Well, don't you remember what you said? What? If they told you that if you dared to come back tonight, they'd destroy you. Yeah? Well, that means they're going to be here tonight, don't it? No, that won't work. Why not? He won't go. That's why not. As a matter of fact, he told me I'd better not even mention the Martians to him again. He sure makes me mad. And my pop makes me madder. They'll see. They'll start moving when it's too late. When the Martians have taken their homes and their wives and their kids. But now listen. If we went up tonight, and after we were gone a half an hour or so, Maybell went to my pop and told on us. Oh, no. Oh, why not? Because your pop would call my pop, and they'd get the space patrol and come up and... You see, they'd spank coins on us. No, they'd be too busy rescuing us from the Martians. You mean we'd let them take us again? Exactly. It's the only chance we got. But you want to go down in history, don't you? You want to be remembered in the future, don't you? I'm getting so I can take it or leave it alone, Nick. We can't afford to think of ourselves now, Dink. we got to prove what we saw. Maybelle? Yes, Nick? At 20.30 tonight, I want you to go see my pop. Tell him we're up Channel 7 in an old space snorter. Tell him it's against the law. And he ought to go and get us and bring us back and teach us a lesson. Will you do that? Yes, sir. And Maybell? Yeah, dear? Tell him to come in a hurry, or there may not be enough left of us to teach us a lesson on. How far up are we, then? Just about where we saw him last night, then. Oh, gee. Oh, gee. Listen, do you hear a knock in the motor? That's not a knock in the motor. That's a knock in my knees. Oh, you got to be brave, then. you got to realize that we got to save the world. That's what I keep telling my knees. But they won't listen. Miss, they threw the static beam again. We stopped. Look, to the left. Here they come. Here they come, think they've seen us. Missy? Yeah. They're opening up, Dink. We're gone in. We're gone in. Oh, man. Oh, I wish we'd taken our money and bought a vacant lot. For what? We could have dug a hole and pulled the ground in after it. Oh, you have come back, huh? We 
shall give you a welcome you won't soon forget. Open your hat and come out. We, uh, we just thought we'd come up and see you again. Sure, that's fine. Oh, no, sir. Sure, that's fine. What else? You should have caught wise. Listen to me. Quiet, Murrow. Hard to warn. Why didn't we not come off last night when we had the chance? That'll do, Murrow. Give him the worst right off the bat. Oh, I never thought men from Mars talked like that. Murrow happens to come from South Mars. From South Mars is a place I wouldn't want to be. You don't have to worry, Earthman. You'll never be anywhere again. What? You're going to spend the rest of your lives nowhere. Please, mister. What do you mean? I mean we're going to wreck your rocket power and then shoot you out into space. And you'll just hang up there from here on out. No. What's the matter? You'll like it. It'll be very quiet. Oh, I want my pop. You won't see your pop no more, but your pop will see you. How? Oh, he'll look up in the sky, and there you'll be. A new star. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe it'll make a wish on you. We're giving these creatures too much time. Disintegrate their rockets, Paul. Good, then. Robert Wenolson, 
In today's story, Ronnie List played Mickey, Ronnie Jacoby was Dink, Colette McMahon was Maybell, Ed Latimer was the father, John Gregg was Bocce, and Sandy Bickert was Murrow. Script by Peter Berry. The orchestra was conducted by Emerson Buckley, music composed by Elliot Jacoby. Sound effects by Walt Shaver and Adrian Penner. This is Bob Emmerich speaking. This program came to you from New York. And I... Wife! Johnny, you hurt? Of course, you pump your own water and plow and get blisters on your hands. I don't mind blisters. Jane. Do you think. Of course. Sure. Very sure. If it's with you. And you can have a human name, not a name with a number. I'm Bob. Bob Thomas. All right, Bob. What do we do now? I've got your escape from the city all planned. We go down... What's that? Who's there? The mine police. Electronic men. The robot mine police. Use the visitor signal. Let me see you. All electronic disrupted here. Open for inspection. Better open up. All right. Remove device. Causing difficulty. Oh, that's that, that just anonymous. Remove it. Sure, sure. Take it down, will you, Bob? How's that? Satisfactory. You, guards two and three, investigate other apartments. I will stay. This apartment under protection. Other apartments. We go. Lead for protection against neutron penetration. 
Now, even the master's electronic scanner can't find it. Now, let's get moving. Yeah. Watch that rubber. <laughs> so, Ralph tried to trick us, eh? I never thought he would do that. He didn't. Yeah. But you said I shouted he betrayed it. So the electronic men would hear and go on believing he was one of them. Knocked out by those vicious renegades. Yeah, that's right. We're Rennies now. But why bother to fool the electronic men? Why didn't Ralph just come with us? He's needed in next city. Without Ralph, we'd have never known about Morton's experiments for the master mechanical brain. And you really think if Morton gets electronic men that can produce others, he'll kill off all the humans? All but the few that Morton will spare for his own aids and desires. It's a logical thing. The master mechanical brain is supremely logical. We'll have subjects at its absolute command. Careful, as a subject. Oh, yeah. The electronic men act only on impulses the master sends out. They'll act with machine-like logic. They won't fall in love. Like us. Disrupt any of Morton's plans for a perfect machine state. Doesn't this, this tunnel ever end? Soon. Duck. Oh, ouch! She didn't duck in time. Ducked, all right. I just unducked too quick. Bob, there's the light ahead. The end of the tunnel. Hurry. Yeah. Why? Hello, the stars. They're more beautiful than the pictures. You don't see them under McFitty's dome. What an ancient joke, Johnny. That's fresh air. Huh? <laughs> hey, I like it. How do you make it? Johnny, this is real air, fresh air, as nature made it. Huh? And, and, and this is real grass, not synthetic? And those noises, like a chorus. Cricket. Frog. Nightbird. Fact, it's a very old one. Here, slip into these capes. Uh, oh, they're, they're cold. Yeah, they're lead mesh. Master scanners can't pick them up and trace us and have a blast ray cut us down. Oh, Johnny, I'm scared. You can still turn back. You can say I kidnapped you. Go back to Mech City? No. Where Johnny goes, I go. You sure? Very sure. Then follow me. We're only about ten minutes' walk to the caves where I have a jet car we'll take to my farm. I'm so tired. Well, in an hour you'll be asleep in a feather bed. A real feather bed. served me some milk. Real milk this morning. She's a remarkable woman, Bob. So she tells me. Taking it <laughs> to strangers. Making us at home. Well, she's a pioneer woman. New century style. Is Jane up yet? Of course I'm up. I've been helping Martha cook. Just imagine, Johnny, she actually cooks biscuits and... And, and, and just those men want to eat what I cook, tell them, come and get us. And tell that young man of yours to bring that water in if he's going to wash up for breakfast. <laughs> How do you like that? I get my hands dirty pumping water just so I can wash in the water I pump. <laughs> We're coming, Martha. You're a wonder. We raise all our own food. Real food, Johnny, not synthetic. I raised that bacon from a shoat. The old sow, too. Bob's a great hand with the animals. He'd better be, with six mouths to feed. What? Six. Less than four kids. Three boys and a girl. And believe me, four growing kids can eat. Well, where are they? Away. Martha always sends them away when I 
go to Mech City. She's got a notion those trips are dangerous. They are. The master mechanical brain and Morton don't like you snatching their humans. Someday. Oh, nonsense. Wait. It isn't nonsense, Bob. You took a big chance for us. Yes, but why? Why risk all this happiness just for people like us? People you don't even know. Because he feels you're worth it. I think you are, too. And I'm for Bob and all the people he can help. But I'm still afraid. So you send the kids to safety and let him go? And, and wait for him to come back. Even though I'm glad you got us out, Bob, you you haven't the right to take those chances. Once the master mechanical brain has absolute control, you don't think we'll be safe, do you? As one great American said centuries ago, this union cannot long endure half slave and half free. And that's still true, even if that slavery is benevolent. Yes. The master is generous. It gave us everything. Except happiness. Bob, uh, you really think it will come after you? As soon as that slimy excuse for a human being, Morton, perfects the electronic men who can produce other men, the master robots will be after us like a shot. Well, that reminds me, it's about time for Morton's morning televox. We don't get the uh, visual part out here, but we can hear Morton. We'll see if there's any mention of your uh, exodus. And in this brutal fight, a band of renegades snatched two humans. Hey, However, the master mechanical brain offers all renegades the opportunity to enjoy the peace and happiness of Mech City. Notice to all renegades, all crimes against Mech City will be forgiven if you surrender now for readjustment. Readjustment. If not... The master mechanical brain will be forced to make readjustment at a distance. Morton never dared to make a threat like that before. Shut it off. I can't stand that cold, inhuman voice. No, let's hear what he has to say. No. <sighs> can he do anything? Who knows what that man can plan with a master mechanical brain. He's got weapons, if that's what you mean. Bob, someone's coming. It's Ralph. Bob. Bob, get to the cave, quick. Why are you here? Had to get away. Morton suspects. Ordered tests. All electronic men. But that's not the worst, Bob. The master mechanical brain is turning destroyer waves on all the Rennie farms that you locate. So this is it. Quick, everybody to the bomb cave. Well, you lead the way. I'll save what I can. Don't take a chance, Bob. We started with nothing and we can start again. But not without you. Well, can I? Bob is right. Get to the cave. No, oh, Why? Morton's success with the electronic men is a cause, Bob. He's so sure I had help the humans in Mech City. Ralph, we gotta go there and warn you. Oh, no, Bob, please. Here, duck behind those bushes. There's a cave in back of them. In here? Yeah. The cave is lead lined. If you go back, Bob, I'm going with you. What's that? The destroyer way. the master apart two by two, bolt by bolt. Martha, get on the cave signal system. Alert all the Rennies. Tell the kids I love them. We're going back. Ralph? Sure, I'm going. Johnny? You, you mean you're going to try to destroy the master mechanical brain? That's right. The time has come. We can't wait any longer. But, Bob, even if you succeed, even if you're not killed first, you'll paralyze Mech City. No food, no water, no air. How will they live? Unless we destroy the masters, they won't live at all. For the rest, men lived once before without machines. They can do it again. Well, Johnny, 212. No number anymore. I'll come. I'm going too with no, Johnny. No, you stay with Martha. Martha has something to stay for, children. I've only got you, Johnny. No, no, Jane. You stay with... Take her with you, Johnny. I know what she needs. We've got to hurry. Bob, if you don't come back... I'll come back with a master mechanical brain in broken pieces. Oh, of course you will. I'll tell the others... Let's go. Bob. Martha... I'll be back. You must come back. You must. You must. Well, 
Everything will stop now. 
the electronic men, the killings, and the automatic security. Jane, Jane, sit close. Hold on to my arm. It's all over. That uh, depends on how you look at it, Jane. For humans, for people, it's all just starting again. Mech City destroyed. The whole civilization ruined. No, no, Jane, no. The two things aren't the same. It's true that Mech City is destroyed. But civilization is something more than machines and apparatus. That's something I learned when I joined the Rennies. Civilizations aren't built, are, are built on dreams and made secure, not by efficiency, but by dedication. Johnny, Jane, you, and all the others who are alive today will soon learn that the pursuit of happiness, the desire to be with those you love, to think and act in freedom as men, that's the true meaning of civilization. That's what makes us human beings in the image of God. Next week, another exciting drama on 2000 Plus, When the World Met. You've heard about the men from Mars. Ever wondered what they'll look like? Ever thought what would happen if the Martians came? Well, listen next week and you'll find out. 2000 Plus is produced by Sherman H. Dreyer and Robert Wenolson. In today's story, Ken Williams played Johnny, Charlotte Manson played Jane, Joseph Julian was Bob, Hester Sondergaard was Martin, Arnold Robertson was Morton, and Sanford Bickert was Ralph. The orchestra was conducted by Emerson Buckley, music composed by Elliot Jacoby. Script by Donald Stapleton, sound by Walt Schaefer and Al Lathan. Engineer, Bob Albrecht. This is Bob Emmerich speaking. And that's this week's Mutual Presents feature. The Mutual Audio Network brings the best of old-time radio and modern audio theater to the world. Be sure to subscribe through the Mutual Audio Network podcast feed, any of our podcast days, or the Mutual YouTube channel, which includes MadCon and many other extra features and shows. See you all next time at Mutual Presents. Good night. Now, you seem to me to be a connoisseur of the best of radio drama. In which case, make sure you're subscribed to the Monday Matinee Feed. There we have our weekly series of dramatic, theatrical, classic, eclectic, and live radio drama. So, yeah, either the main Mutual Audio Network feed for all types and genres of audio drama, or the Monday Matinee. And we'll see you there. The Mutual Audio Network. Listening and imagining together.